Hey, welcome to Living Given. I was just listening to something Tabidi Anyabwile said, and it made me think of some things that I've been learning. So I wanted to share that with you. I've been going through some big life changes. If you follow me, you know that I've changed a lot on my social media, and you may be wondering what's up. If you're my friend or a part of my church community, then you likely know what's been going on in my life. This year has brought a lot of changes for me. I've learned personally how God uses pain to grow us and make us more like Christ. I've learned that there's often much happiness and peace on the other side of difficult times. And I've learned much in the grief of watching my mother slowly slip away due to dementia. But the greatest lesson I've learned is how faithful my God is even when I'm not. The story of the prodigal son is more beautiful to me now than ever before. That's the reason for the changes on social media and in this podcast and in my newsletter. My course is gone and I'm writing a Bible study instead. God has been doing a work in my heart and teaching me about how patient he is. I became a Christian at eight years old, but I let some doubts and questions that I had overtake my beliefs for the last few years. But God is good and he didn't let me stray too far. He used some people and he used some pain to bring me back to him. And I'm so grateful for that. And so I wanted to talk to you about something that he's been revealing to me, which is being open and vulnerable with others and with God. Many of us feel a need to pretend that we're somewhere we're not. Maybe we want to appear more healed than we really are, further along the journey, more godly perhaps, or more mature. It could be that you don't want others to know how much pain you're in or how much you're struggling with something or how depressed or anxious you've been lately. And maybe you even do this with God. It's hard for some of us to really understand what it means to be fully known and still fully loved by God so we pretend with him too. He fully knows us. All of our flaws, our sinful thoughts, our trials and failures and so on. There isn't anything that we can hide from him and yet we try because we're so afraid that he won't love us anymore or that he'll leave us. Our greatest need is to be loved and God desires to love us. But we don't always see God as this loving father. I mean, not all of us have the context for that. But God meets us where we are. He meets us in the pain, in the struggle, in the trial, in the failure, in the loneliness, but sometimes we're off somewhere else pretending to be fine. We want God to give us the grace to get through something that we're pretending we aren't going through. We don't want to bring it to him and leave it with him, but we do want him to comfort us. We don't want to tell people around us that we're in pain, but we do want him to send his people to be there for us and to support us. But God will meet you where you're at. You have to be honest about that place for that to happen. Be vulnerable. Be there so you can be found there. Not pretending will open up so much grace and love and true relationship for us too. I've been spending more time with my friends and family lately and it's given me so much peace and joy. I've been honest with them about where I am and what's going on and in turn, they've done the same with me. This is true relationship. Caring for one another learning to trust each other, sharing what's really going on with us. How can we expect to receive grace and comfort and joy if we aren't being vulnerable and honest? How can we give that to others if they aren't telling us the truth? The same is true in many ways when it comes to our relationship with God. He wants us to be honest. Yes, he knows, 
but he wants a relationship with you, which is to say that he isn't just needing the facts about what you're going through, which he knows before you even tell him, but he wants you to trust him and love him enough to pour them out to him. He wants you to desire to tell him what's really going on in your heart. He wants you to share what you're struggling with, what you're thinking, what you're needing, all of that. He wants to hear it from you. And in that, he can meet you. In that place, he can minister you, minister to you and be with you and comfort you and send his people to come alongside you. So I encourage you to practice vulnerability, both in prayer and with trusted friends. Reach out, ask for help, share your truth and let God meet you in that through his word, through his spirit and through others. Thanks so much for listening today. I'll see you next time. for listening. This is Living Given, where we talk about what the good life looks like according to our God. Today, I just wanted to talk to you for a few minutes about trauma and healing. I think some of the main things that have caused pain for me in my life have been a couple toxic relationships that I've been in and growing up without a father, and then my mom dealing with mental health issues. God has worked a lot of healing in my life and heart, but I know that I'm still on that healing journey. And by the way, my dad is in my life now, so it's been really beautiful to see God working in that way. When we've experienced traumatic and painful things in our life, one of our temptations could be to begin to believe that God isn't good, that he must not love us to allow us to go through pain. But that's not the case. We're told in the word over and over that we have a father in God and that he deeply loves us, loves us so much in fact, that he gave his only son as a sacrifice to ensure that we could be adopted in and eternally with him. That my friends is love. And as an aside, if someone is telling you that they love you, but they're not willing to sacrifice for you or only sacrifice with much complaining or on the condition that you'll give them something in return, which is not sacrifice, that's trade, then they don't love you. As humans, we cannot love exactly like our God, but we should be imitating him in everything. So one way we can know what love should look like is to understand that it looks like willing and joyful sacrifice, or at least striving to have that. Anyway, we don't need to doubt God's love. He's made it abundantly clear. Don't let the enemy confuse you or confuse scripture for you. He is indeed a loving God. Something else that can happen when we've experienced trauma is that we may start to look to others for our healing. We depend on them to heal us. People can be healing to us in some ways. God has made us needy. So our Western independent culture can make you think that no one is supposed to be needy. Everyone is needy. From birth to death, we need God and we need each other. You can't live life fully on your own. You are in some ways dehumanizing yourself when you close yourself off from others and try to do life all by yourself. So your community, your friends, your partner, your family, etc., can all be very healing to you and God will use others in your healing, but ultimately our healing will come from him. When we think that someone else is supposed to heal us, they'll let us down. Then we begin to blame them, for things that weren't their responsibility to begin with. 
And also when we haven't healed these things, we blow everything out of proportion. And that's actually one way that you can know that something hasn't been healed yet. Your friend sins against you in some way or just hurts your feelings and you feel more upset than would be normal over that as if they just deeply offended you when really they just triggered something that's already there. You're already deeply hurt or deeply traumatized and that thing they just did poked at that sensitive area. So this is one way God will heal us through others. We are sanctified in relationships because your response to what they did shows you more about you and what's going on with you and where you need to heal than it speaks to what they just did. So now they just pointed you back to an area that you need to examine and take to God and maybe to a therapist as well, both and, God and therapy. There are a few things that have helped me heal and that I'm still pursuing as I continue to heal. One of those is much time in the Word. I read the Word every day. As a matter of fact, I read it before I start the day. And I didn't do that yesterday. And my kids will attest to the fact that I should have because someone on the freeway really got to me. She flipped me off and I was hot, which is not like me. Normally, I don't care. I let those things roll off my back. I think flipping people off is such a silly gesture and it just doesn't bother me. But today it did. And I realized that I left in a hurry that morning. And I'm sorry, yesterday it did. And I realized that I had left in a hurry, I didn't pray, I didn't read, and I really felt a difference. Like I said, God is still working on me. So yes, reading the Word daily, really studying it as well, spending time there trying to learn more about the Lord, giving myself the gospel daily because the gospel isn't just for unbelievers, it's for believers as well. We all need it all the time. And understanding how deep His love is for me and how I can love Him more, that's crucial. Another thing is to pray. I don't think we pray enough. We don't go to God with our cares and our troubles, our trauma, our hurt feelings and our needs. And it's not that he doesn't know, but he wants us to tell him. I think I covered this in the last podcast. I can't remember, but God knows what you need before you tell him. But that's not the point. The point is relationship with him and us acknowledging our dependence on him. So he wants us to want to come to him in prayer and tell him what's going on and what we need and how we're hurt. Just like I want my kids to do that with me because I'm their mother and I love them. And then the last thing I'll mention today is community, finding God's people and staying around them. This is huge. I could have avoided a lot of the pain in my life if I would have always done this, allowing people to deeply know you and deeply love you and keep you accountable to what you're doing and believing is so important. I said this before, but you need people. You need family. You need a community. People who will be there with you, whether you're joyful or mourning. You need that. That's where the healing happens, alone with God and in the midst of his people. Thanks so much for listening. Feel free to send me a message. Please subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you.